Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Carson is a first-time caller checking in from Minneapolis. Good morning, Carson. How's it going, Richard? Very well, sir. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about a little bit about uh, aliens and uh, kind of the uh, our existential crisis as a human civilization and uh, how we indoctrinate ourselves in the place in the universe. All right. That sounds like a weighty topic. Yeah, so I've always had kind of the, um, I guess, the perspective. So a little background with me. Um, I'm younger. You know, I'm, I'm 27 years old, but uh, just recently uh, received my Ph.D. in aerospace engineering. And a lot of these uh, these questions when it comes to flight and space and all these things, uh, I, I contemplate quite a bit, uh, you know, when I think about, like, what could be the future of what our you know, humankind could do. And I quite often think when it comes to the topic of aliens that, uh, you know, it's it's very difficult for me to think about because I think about these things and I think that we're at a very beginning point kind of um, in our, you know, exploration of of what can be done when it comes to space flight. and it's very interesting to me when people bring up aliens because it's almost as if I think that at this point we're, we're at such a beginner stage that I don't even know if that, you know, advanced civilizations would even consider us to be um, technologically advanced. I mean, if you were to give our society 100,000 years in, in, in the scope of universal time, I mean, the universe was conceptualized 3.8 billion years ago, which is just insane to even rationalize as a human being to give our society a hundred thousand years. I mean, we could be, you know, traveling the expanse of our galaxy. And at this point in time, that is an absolutely asinine topic to even consider, um, considering relativity and all the, the scientific topics we've, you know, we've discovered to this point. And okay, but Carson, let me question. ask you this. Let me ask you this then. What do you make of the statements by Ben Rich on his deathbed regarding, and he was, of course, the director of Skunk Works, his comments about things like, if uh, if you've seen it on Star Trek or Star Wars, we've been there, we've done that, or decided it wasn't worth the effort. Or he also said, we have things in hangars out in the desert that are 50 years be- beyond your wildest imagination. And then he said, we have the technology to take E.T. home. What do you make of that? So, <laughs> um, so I, I do work for people that I can't exactly um, divulge. However, um, I'm, I would like to say I'm at the, at the absolute cusp of technological advance right now. I'm not going to like deny any of that, uh, any of that stuff, because I genuinely believe in it, and, and I think that. There's very, and the one thing that very frustrates me, um, because I've involved myself in physics quite a bit and in, in, in academia, um, I, I've done quite a bit with physics. A lot of the scientists today are, are very closed minded and like um, everything to be quite elegant. Um, and, and, and as far as equations, conceptions go, um, and, and, and want everything to be beautiful as they conceptualize them into reality. And I think people are very close-minded in the way that we view conscious reality. Um, 
and, and honestly egotistical. And, and that's a huge issue with the scientific community. That's a whole other topic. Um, but, you know, like, you know, you, you take your Einsteins, you take your Niels Bohr's, um, all those people. They, they went into the scientific, scientific community with a very open mind. And I believe that in, in today's society, it's, it's, it's not very, um, it's not the way it needs to be. Everyone has their own cliques. And, but in, in regards to what you said, um, I absolutely believe that those capabilities are, are more than more than possible. I mean, even today, I mean, when you look at the, um, I'm not, I don't know if you're familiar with what the Alcubierre drive is. That is a uh, under uh, general relativity or um, Einsteinian mechanics. That's uh, what's been conceptualized to be able to warp space time. And in, in, in very recent years, in the past two, three years, um, what was believed to be, you know, the energy requirements or something like that, initially when that um, uh, theory was proposed was, you know, multiple times what the energy of the sun was. And, you know, in the past two years, they've, you know, worked around the equations and, and figured stuff out to make the energy requirements much, much less. Than, than what we initially thought. And, you know, it, it all comes back to the theory of innovation. You know, 60 years ago, they thought that the Earth was going to starve of overpopulation. But then we developed new farming technology that created much easier situations to provide food for the Earth. Um, and I believe that to be the same with, you know, the, the scientific community when it comes to, to space flight. You know, we believe things initially to, to be almost impossible, but as we give it more time and as we have more unbelievable minds working towards the project, um, we, we start to refine initial theory to get to a point to where it becomes feasible or possible. All right. So do you think that what Ben Rich was talking about when he said we have the power to take ET home, do you think we've, we're already involved in deep space exploration? Perhaps we even have deep space platforms. As much as I would like to believe that right now, I, if, if there were one thing that I were to believe, you know, you have the whole Area 51, the Roswell stuff, I would totally, in my perspective, from my field of work, I would totally believe that we have, you know, like, I find it really hard to believe when you really look at the Roswell stuff and all the other UFO encounters that we haven't had some sort of contact with technology that we don't understand. Um at this point in time, I would I would very much believe that we may have technology in our in our um, possession in the federal government or you know in in the or other um, governments within 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 the United Nations uh, that could potentially uh, have that capability. Now, do All I right. believe we understand it? Absolutely not. I mean, you know, when you really think about our scientific perspective in the community, because Perspective is really important, especially in a in a universal perspective, because the universe has been was conceived uh, about 13.8 billion years ago, I guess in modern scientific understanding, and we're in the latter. I think it's you know 30 33 percent of the universal conception. There's a lot of time in between that you know um, intelligent life could have developed. And, you know, we only developed calculus 300 years ago. And, and in the universal scale, I, that's nothing. So when it comes to the human race's understanding of how the, 
the universe works. I mean, we are we are children, uh, and that is a very very conservative estimate. I mean, we are children at best at universal understanding. Do we have technology that we that we possess potentially? Do we understand it? Absolutely not. I mean, you have to look at you have to look at it from a military perspective because the military is where the, it, that's where the forefront of technology is. Um, and I'm sure we have we have stuff that you and I couldn't even possibly imagine as being possible. Well, what about the TR3B, uh, Carson? Is that for real, this TR3B, this uh, triangular-shaped craft that can hover silently? Um, it's got anti-gravitic technology associated with it. Um, maybe what's behind the Phoenix Lights and other mass UFO sightings. Do you believe the TR-3B is real? Do we have that technology? See, that's, that's a difficult question to answer because when you really think about, like, I guess, like, when you look at the the capability to extend power or extend reach with, within the world government w- with a capability like that, it, it's hard for me to believe that the United States government, with how corrupt they are, that they wouldn't, you know, um, abuse that power and, and keep it as secretive as it is. I mean, there, I mean, there's a there's a definite potential that they could 100% conceal uh, technology like that to you know hyper extensive degree to where that you know it would be undeniable that we don't have um stuff like that. But I, I would like to believe. I mean, because you know, obviously, like technology like that would be world changing. You know, you know, when it look at it from a structures perspective, you know, we have. Uh, tons of places that are susceptible to earthquakes. I mean, if technology like that was readily available and, you know, buildable, I mean, every building would be built on that. Um, there'd be no reason in um, earthquake susceptible areas that you wouldn't. Right. Well, there'd be no reason to be sending astronauts up using rocket fuel. Uh, you know, that that's all just obviously would be just is window dressing or whatever you want to call it. There's, you know, we get into a discussion about the secret space program and and how uh, the space shuttle program and and Mercury and and uh, Apollo were all just a diversion because meanwhile, uh, while we're flying astronauts up into space with rocket fuel and sometimes meeting and tra- with tragic ends, they have anti-gravitics. Uh, and yeah. if that's the case, if that's the case, this call it a breakaway civilization, if you will, like Richard Dolan uh, likes to refer to them. They've got blood on their hands. They've got blood on their hands. We've got astronauts dying in these horrible explosions because of rocket fuel, and they have, they're sitting on anti-gravitics. It would be, it would be uh, inexcusable. Uh, Carson, got to run, hitting the top of the hour. Great talking to you. First-time caller, I hope you'll call again. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.